Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. This is Jocelyn, the brunette. If you like Straight Up Evil, would you please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player? Follow us on social media. We're Straight Up Evil on Instagram, Straight Up Evil Podcasts on Facebook, and Straight Up Pod on Twitter, just to keep it interesting. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. To sign up, go to our website, straightupevilpodcast.com. That's straightupevilpodcast.com and enter your email. It's written by Carly the Blonde. It includes things like her book recommendations, some wild news stories, and most importantly, charities that could use your support. Finally, we want to hear from you. So email us at straightupevil at gmail.com and tell us who you are, where you're listening, and what cases we should cover next. That's it. Rate and review, follow us on social media, subscribe, and send us an email. Thanks for listening. And remember, no one ever leaves their purse at home. Take eight, take eight, take nine. Take five. Take five million. You're dead. (laughs) After doing this case, I've never felt so much like Carly. Like the whole time that I was I was like, I feel like Carly right now because I just do not accept this. I don't accept this. It's not acceptable. Welcome to my life every time, every case. Like, no. Like, you're Get out of here. You are guilty. Get out of here. I can't. Okay, Queenies. All right, Queenies. Okay. Straight up evil. Leave the dog alone because the dog didn't do a damn thing. And now you're trying to feed him your body. Thou shalt kill all of your kids. And a dog fish a tampon out of the garbage. And write a Bible page. You pretend like you will. Dog. Wow. hello everyone and welcome to straight up evil my name is jocelyn i'm the brunette we've got katie she's the redhead hello and we've got carly she's the blonde hi thank you so much for joining us on this pre-thanksgiving week uh we are talking about a pretty cool case tonight i'm very excited to get into it none of us agree (laughs) all of our opinions are all over the place all over. It should be lead. a fun one. It should really be a fun one. Katie is leading the case tonight on Amanda Knox. Take it away, <sighs> Benny. Amanda. Foxy Knoxy. Uh, Amanda was born, Amanda Knox was born on July 9th in 1987 in Seattle, Washington. Her mother was a math teacher at a Mellis, and her father was Kurt Knox. He was a vice president of finance for Macy's company, which I thought was kind of interesting. Knox has a younger sister, Deanna, and she also has two stepsisters, Ashley and Delaney Knox, um, because her parents were divorced when she was a toddler. So she has her stepsisters as well. She grew up in a middle-class neighborhood. She was athletic, she played soccer. And according to her parents, her athleticism earned her the nickname Foxy Noxy, which we will learn comes back to haunt her. Yes, her athleticism. 
Yes, her yes. athleticism, <laughs> her parents said. Did you like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So um, in 2005, Knox graduated from Seattle Preparatory High School, and she follows up with that by going to the University of Washington in the fall. And she planned to pursue a degree in linguistics, which is language, the scientific study of language. She was just an ordinary college student. She threw loud, obnoxious parties, and she also made the dean's list. She worked a lot of jobs to pay for her tuition for college. And her friends recall her as being gentle and kind. Athletic and kind. She's just doing everyone. Gentle and gentle and kind. So she decides she wants to further pursue this linguistics career, this linguistics degree, right? So she decides to move to Perugia, Italy. Okay. She is there and rooms with a couple other girls, one of them being Meredith Kircher, who was a 21 year old student from London who was also studying linguistics abroad which is a little ironic. So she moves into this house. There was, there was another roommate as well um, that lived with the girls upstairs. And then there were also four boys that lived, four roommates that lived downstairs in another apartment right directly below them. So, but it's all like in the same building type deal. Yeah, we got so going she on. had, it was Meredith, Amanda, and two other and girls. two other roommates yes, yes. yes. so the four girls four upstairs four four boys down four up four down okay yes. yep then in october of 2007 her and meredith go to a classical music concert together and this is where knox meets a 23 year old italian computer engineering student named rafael solicito rafael rafael she refers to him I forget where I read this but I love it I think she refers to him to Meredith or one of the other girl roommates she refers to him as um the like the Harry Potter of our college basically okay that's like why she was into him okay because he was like nerdy and whatever yeah she mentioned Harry Potter like a few times I know she like obviously has an obsession and she's obviously like a nerd girl. Like yeah. she has like nerdy obsessions. Or is that is what cool. she wants you to think? Which is cool. I do too. <laughs> right. Right. Cause she's a little game player. Okay. So diving right in on November 1st of 2007, Amanda Knox was supposed to work at her job, a, p- a little pub called Le Chic. She worked there part-time. She was supposed to work while her boss texts her and he says, you don't have to come in today. And she's like, score. So she goes to her boyfriend's house, Raphael Raphael. She goes to his house and she stays the night there, apparently. Okay. And she reads him Harry Potter, a German Harry Potter. As she reads him word for word, a German Harry Potter. So romantic. First of all, I want to know which Harry Potter it was because... I am a Harry Potter fan and I just want to know because out of curiosity. Also, you like you're ironic? really just like sitting around reading Reading him. Harry Potter. Harry Potter? Okay. And you're like reading it to him. According to the two of them, they go back to the apartment the next day, back to Amanda's apartment around noontime to find that the front door is wide open 
that there's a window broken and there's blood in the bathroom. Okay. So they, you have that they go there together first and foremost, because I, yes, like I thought she went home and then left and goes back to his house and then they come back and then they go back together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's an account also. Exactly. So there's a few different accounts. Yeah. A few people um, definitely put this into a different timeline. Um, but yes, that's what I think. I think first she came back and took the shower. Yeah. She <laughs> takes the yeah. shower. Okay. And so, and also like, if you see the pictures, like there's a huge bl- like um, footprint of a blood, like there is a footprint, on dude. thing. Okay. Like on the thing that you step out of the shower. The bath mat. Yeah. And she proceeds to say. I just, you know, I got out of the shower and I noticed like the blood on the blood on the bath mat. Like first she noticed a little bit of blood in the sink, right? And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, I just, I just bypassed it. Like I just was like, whatever, yeah. get in the shower. She's like, then I'm getting out and I noticed like the blood on the floor mat. And she's like, and I just figured, oh, someone cut themselves shaving or they cut themselves like on their leg or something and they were just cut. Like, no. Okay, no. just no. Okay, but anyways, whatever. So she also notices the fecal matter in the toilet. Okay, just chilling. No. And she thinks that's kind of weird because like, no. you know, why wouldn't one of the girls like flush? Like that's just kind of yeah, weird, she thinks. That, that part is so weird to me too. Is so like, weird to me. Why? Okay, so you found blood, quote unquote, found blood. And then there's a shit in the toilet and that's what upsets you. Like we were in college once, like people are gross. Like sometimes people have friends over who don't, who don't flush the toilet, who don't put the seat down, who don't, who fucking trash your bathroom. Like it happens. Like if you're 19 or 20 years old, it's just so odd to me that she points to that as the moment where she's like being suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a few things. So first of all, if you look at the pictures, you're telling me that you didn't notice the big old bloody footprint before you climbed into the, into the shower. It's right there. There's no way you overlooked that. First of all, second of all, I'm I'm skeptical that she even overlooked the shit in the toilet before she went in the shower as well. It's because if you look at the way, like you like the the toilet is right next to the shower, so there's yeah. no way you're gonna walk past. I'm and sorry. not see it. I don't understand. I'm sorry. Let's talk about this. Can we talk about this for a second? I'm sorry. If I walked into my fucking house and a fucking window was fucking shattered and my fucking front door was fucking open, okay? Roommates, no roommates, nowhere parents, to be found, no parents. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not getting in my fucking shower after no. my door no. is open and a window is burst it no. doesn't make any sense it, it doesn't make any no sense. sense so we're gonna bring this back flags. yeah in my theory our, later where's our red theory. flag <laughs> exactly waving it but okay. also yeah. did anyone did forensics check the dna of the fecal matter okay so this is the whole thing too yeah so that's the whole thing we got to get into because that's just a whole crock of shit too and another Mm -hmm. problem that we run into i feel like with a with a few of our cases where Mm -hmm. the law is just not upheld properly 
the law well, also we're not even in america so like this is our first that's true out of that's out of the country crime that we've that we've but it still covered. just like blows my mind how this lack of fucking detective work just goes to the wayside it makes no sense to me but anyways but and yes we are in italy so who knows okay so to take the shower okay love that too in the biography side note when the boyfriend's like yeah i don't really know why she took a shower (laughs) like when he just said that like he's like i don't know i don't know why she really took a shower it's not really cool but whatever like i i thought that was so weird and i wrong but (sighs) okay so yeah and i made a little note that again like that little part of the story changes as far as like her her what she accounts happened what Mm -hmm. he accounts happened it changes it starts to change over the course of all of this they also noticed that the um, Meredith's door is locked, um, which they think is weird. And so Amanda's like, oh, I'm just going to call the roommate. So she calls the roommate. The roommate doesn't answer. Okay. Then she calls the other roommate, another one of the roommates. She doesn't answer. So then she calls her mom and she's like, what should I do, mom? And her mom's like, um, you should call the fucking police. Okay. So she, apparently her mother also wants her to like flee too, but she ends up not doing that, but whatever. So she calls, finally calls the police, the two police come to the scene. Crime scene had already been compromised because roommates had come to the house. People had been moving in and out of the house, looking for her. Amanda had showered. Like the place was freaking contaminated already. It was already contaminated as a crime scene. So they break down the door, they find her. She's laying on the floor and she's covered, she's wrapped in a duvet um, blanket that is like soaked in blood. In the meantime too, in between time, while they're going through the house and doing all of this and everything, here's Amanda and Rafael Solicito. And they're outside and there's this footage of the two of them, like basically. Canoodling. Yes. Okay. And like, you can see that she has some worry in her face for sure. 100%. Like if you really pay attention, you can see that she like has concern. I suppose I can't speak for everyone because everybody handles grief differently. And so I don't want to get too judgy when it comes to that, but just right off the bat, watching it and looking at it, it doesn't fucking look good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look no, cool. Let's, no, let's get judgy. Um, like, nobody's going to make out with their boyfriend outside of the home that, that they your think someone broke murdered. into and someone was brutally murdered. In. Nobody's going to just like, and then make out with their boyfriend with the police just chilling right there. Like, no, I don't care how you handle grief. You're not like there's a difference between being comforted and like him having his arm around her and like she's leaning into him and like worried or crying or whatever. No, they're just straight up making out. Yeah. No. It's Casey Anthony in the fucking blockbuster. 100%. It's, it's like, 100%. what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Seriously. Something ain't clean. They're going through the house, they're doing the thing. They bring Amanda and homeboy Solacito in for questioning. And they're questioning them and questioning them for like five days. They, they interrogate them. And in the beginning, the story stays relatively the same. She denies being there. She claims she was at his Solicito's house, that they 
um, smoked some marijuana and they laid together and they made love and then they, no, they made funny things. faces at each other that yes. led to who yes. who does that yeah no so amanda later claims that she didn't have interpreters there that there weren't lawyers present which they do find out that there weren't there actually weren't lawyers present Apparently there weren't interpreters. And she also says that the police were harassing her and abusing her. Finally, Solicito caves and says, well, I mean, I guess like she could have left while she was at my house. Like, I don't know if she left, he says, right? And they're like, okay, well, so we're gonna tell Amanda this. So they tell Amanda that he says, oh, they don't, you know, that Solicito claims that he doesn't know if she may or may not have left that night that she stayed at his house or whatever. Well, that makes her freak out. And so she finally caves and says, oh, well, it was Lumbumba, Lumumba, it was Patrick, Dia Patrick Lumbumba, my boss. He, I was in my bedroom. I did come home, she says that night. And he must have been right next in the room next to me. And he must have killed her, she says, right? Mm -hmm. So throws this, throws her random boss from her job under the fucking bus for this, okay? So on November 6th of 2007, Amanda Knox, Rafael Solicito, as well as Patrick Lumumba, the owner of the Cafe La Chic, were arrested for the murder of Meredith Kircher. Okay. At this point, they arrested so, him just on her word. Yes. Yes. Like very shortly after her, her claim, her confession. You well, know? Because the police said, you texted your boss. I'll see you later. Or I'll see you soon. Yeah. And so, you know, she's like, oh, yeah. I, oh, maybe I did. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's use him yes. as a scapegoat. Yes. They... They stay in jail. They're in jail. So they're in jail. So now, mind you too, during this time, like pieces of evidence start to come out, right? Like they're finding this DNA here. They're finding this DNA here. On November 15th of 2007, they find a knife at Solacito's house. The blade had traces of Amanda's DNA on the handle and it had a bit of scarce traces of Kircher's DNA on the blade of the knife. Solicito claims later that he maybe might have pricked Kircher's hand with it one night while they were cooking. Okay. No. So this, yeah. So this makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. How, no. why is the knife at his house? Why do they find the knife at his house? Why is it there? And why is her DNA and her DNA on it? It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. But they don't say that Raphael's DNA is on it. Correct. In his house. Correct. His knife. Correct. Now, for some reason, I don't have the date when they find the bra class. Oh, it's a long time after. It's a Vinny. fucking long time after. It's 46, 40, 46 days, days after. after right? Yeah. They find... Yes, it's just a botched investigation, like from the get-go. It's literally just a bot because things are just sporadically found throughout. They find the bra clasp. <clears throat> well, they had found the bra clasp early on, but they had they go and do the DNA for it, and they find that Raphael's DNA is on the bra clasp. 
right? As well as Amanda Knox's. Mm-hmm. Okay. As if that's not weird. And no DNA of Patrick's anywhere. Who yeah. shit in the toilet though? <laughs> December 4th of 2009. So years later, are they finally convicted for the first time of Kircher's murder? Amanda testified, had testified on her own behalf claimed the same thing stated that she slept at her boyfriend's house what she also claims is that she lied about Lumumba and made it up because she was under immense pressure and abuse from the police so that's why she just on a whim last minute decided to throw Mumumba out there and say that he was the one so she recants that statement and basically says that he didn't do it and that that's the reason why she said it in the first place is because she was afraid and scared and being threatened mm-hmm. so they're convicted on december 4th of 2009 and knox gets sentenced to 26 years and solacito is sentenced to 25 years she also is ordered to pay $7 million to Kircher's family and she had to pay 60000 this is my favorite part, she had to pay $60,000 to Lumumba for defamation of character, which karma's a bitch. Yeah, for real. In June of 27, June 27th of 2011 is when the appeal begins. Now here is where Rudy Guade comes kind of comes into the picture. So Rudy gets arrested because now during all of this time, these chunks where they were away and stuff, more and more, like I said, more and more evidence comes out. Well, so they also do all this this DNA testing and they find Guade's freaking DNA all over the whole entire bedroom, like everywhere. He is sentenced to 30 years on October 28th of 2008 is when he was sentenced. The judge had then in 2008 determined after his sentencing that there were still enough evidence to still convict Knox and Solicito. But all three are being arrested for murder. Like um, what, like, well, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know the ins and outs of like, who got like, you know, first degree murder, who got like accessory? Did, you know, did Rudy get murder also? Like, did they, they all, all got murder? Well, I guess they don't, they don't have murder one there, but they all, oh. they were all were, were arrested for murder. Every okay. single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. but they, yeah. So they had arrested Lumumba first and, but then he gets off. Yeah. So but he then, was alibied because he was at the restaurant. He was at the restaurant. Everybody yeah, saw had an him. Alibi. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and there was no yeah. evidence of him. Um, now, as far as Guade goes, they had to like find him. They had to like track him down. He had like flee. So he knew he had suspicion that they were kind of, or he had a feeling that they were, sus- that they were suspicious of him and he tried to flee and they ended up like finding him in Germany. He says that he went to the bathroom. So that's what he does too. So he confesses that he goes to the bathroom, which is kind of like, okay, obviously he confesses that he was shitting in her bathroom initially claiming that Knox and Solacito were not there right but then he changes his story later too then he comes back later and he's like oh I actually remember that they were having an argument and uh actually Amanda was there 
then that's when the unidentified man comes into the picture and blah, 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 whatever. So, and, and get this, he changes his confession and he actually gets his sentence reduced. He freaking gets his sentence reduced from 30 to 16 years. Okay. True story. They get convicted. Knox and Solicito, like I said, December 4th of 2009. That's when she pays all the stuff, whatever. So the appeal opens 2011 and Quaid says, denies a claim that a fellow convict that was in with him said that he claimed that Knox and Solicito were innocent. Well, apparently he denies that claim and says that, no, they're not innocent. There's, yeah. So then there's two court appointed experts that testify that the knife reported, uh, that was reported used in the attack did not carry traces of blood and that there was actually no D not enough DNA on the broadcast that police could use to implicate Solicito. On October 3rd of 2011, Knox and Solicito's convictions get overturned. She delivers her statement. She's overcome by emotion. She gets assisted out of the court. It's this whole emotional thing. So it's closed. They think it's done. And then here comes 2013 and Italy reorders a new trial. Now, meanwhile, back at the ranch, Amanda's just chilling back in Seattle, Washington. She thinks everything's cool. The trial, so the retrial begins in September of 2013, September 30th. The new trial opens in Florence without Knox and Solicito present. So they're not even there for that. January 30th of 2014, 11 and a half hours of deliberations, a jury convicts Knox and Solicito for a second time. The judge tacking on two and a half years to the former sentence before. And Solicito has to surrender his passport while Knox is legally in Seattle. She will not have to worry about extradition unless the ruling is upheld. So then they get overturned mm. again. It just blows just my mind. It's so such a shit show. So they overturn the convictions, the convictions again. Yeah, again, due to just lack of DNA and lack of evidence. Charge that remains is the defamation of Lumumba. So she did, so she does serve, she does end up having to serve three years for the his the defamation or whatever. Right, which she's already served. Yes. Right. So Italy ends up having to pay her money for damages as well. Um, like last year, I think they had to, they had to give her a payout. Oh yeah. They had to pay her $20,000 in damages for the harsh interrogations that she had endured early on in the investigation. So she ends up getting a little money payout. Rudy Rudy Quaid is serving his sentence for the murder of Meredith Kircher. Where do we even really begin Quinny? I'm curious what Quinny thinks. Because uh, Quinny, you don't think she did it, right? I don't yeah, think she did it. Yeah, let's start with you. Let's start with you, Quinn. I don't think she I did need, it. I need, I need, okay, first, firstly, before you start, I need to know if aliens did it. No. Okay. Not, there's no way aliens did it. There's no way Because they aliens. proved, they proved <laughs> that the window broke, that the window that was broken was staged. Yes. It was right. not a true break-in. Yes. yes. So. Not aliens, though. Okay, okay, okay. Definite hum- 43 human-made stab wounds to Meredith Kircher. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Bruises um, all over her whole body, all too. All over her whole yeah. body. She was mm-hmm. brutally, brutally, yes. savagely murdered. Yes. 
uh, poor Meredith Kircher. It is so, so sad. It is horrible. Um, I don't think she did it, ladies, but I do think that she is a liar. Amanda Knox does not do herself any favors. She is incredibly obnoxious. Yes. When she's younger, she's even more obnoxious, as we all were. I mean, yes, um, for sure. But she she is um, very outspoken, very quirky, very odd, very kind of in your face. Um, I think she made a lot of mistakes with the Italian authorities and having a sort of an attitude about her. Like, I don't have to listen to you. You don't have to make me do shit, which I was very much the same way in my early twenties. So I, I do understand it. I do same. think she got a raw deal by the media. I, do, I, I don't think Amanda yes. got the chance to grow up into her twenties, the way that the way that the rest of us did. I do feel like she was robbed of that. I do yeah. feel like she was exploited and I do feel like that's fucked up. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I can't argue with her there. That was a raw fucking deal. However, I spent a lot of time in the last week on, you know, just Reddit, you know, Amanda Knox theories. What do you think happened? Amanda Knox this, mm-hmm. what do you think happened? Um, I found a website called the murder of it is created by Meredith's friends and family. Mm. And it is just a resource page. It contains all of the evidence. It contains a bunch of letters from Amanda Knox to her attorneys. It contains basically all the information that they could amass. And they firmly believe that Amanda Knox, Rafael Solicito, and Rudy are all, are the three of them committed the crime and, and killed Meredith. Mm-hmm. that's what they believe so mm-hmm. this website is pretty much dedicated to their to everything that they can find about the case and uh preserving Meredith's memory it's a fantastic resource yeah. if you want to take a, a deep dive into this case so I went through the evidence files and I found that there was a woman's size seven shoe print in the pillowcase in Meredith's bedroom it, in blood I went through a couple other items of evidence. I, the bra clasp has always confused me a lot. So I looked mm-hmm. at that a lot, kind of tried to sift through that. Um, and something else interesting I found on that website from Meredith's family said that Meredith had intimated to them that during her time in Rome, she felt like Amanda was stealing from her. She would find money missing. She would find her room messed with. And she thought it was Amanda. She she told her family, you know, I think, I think this girl's stealing from me. Can't prove it, um, but but I think she is. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I I'm kicking that around in my mind, and then I'm reading the letters from Amanda Knox to her attorney, and about what she says happened on the night, and how the story evolves and changes, and where she was, and when she came back, and what she kind of settles in on is that yes, that morning she left Raphael's on her own, went home, found that the door was wide open, didn't think anything of it, thought maybe somebody had just run out, closed it, went into the house, went to take a shower, just like Katie said, noticed the blood on the faucet. Notice the blood on the bath mat, ignores it, sees the shit in the toilet, gets freaked out, <laughs> gets dressed. Oh, I'm sorry. 
that that's that is actually not even it. it sees the blood on the faucet sees the blood on the bath mat doesn't care takes a shower gets out blows her hair out with a round yes mat. yes yep and yeah. when she's just finishing blowing her hair out she sees the shit in the toilet and is like oh my god and decides that you know get dressed and leave and goes to Raphael's and tells Raphael what happens and he's like you got to call your roommates she calls her roommates she finds out that Laura is in Rome so Laura's not going to be back that weekend yeah. uh Philomena picks up finally and says I haven't heard from Meredith have you heard from Meredith and they don't know what to do Philomena races back to the house to the to house meet Amanda yeah um, and then she's and then so she's going all around the house too so and they go they go inside and they find that they can't get into Meredith's room yeah and so they ask Harry Potter to break down the door which like <laughs> yeah. right, like great idea by the way like that dude is yeah. gonna be able to break down the door like I don't think so well um, he did no, he couldn't do it. He couldn't like, do it. Couldn't you know do it I mean? no. You'd have better luck like all three of you running against the door at the same time. Exactly. So so uh, that's when they call the military police, the Carbonieri, and that's when they break down the door and find Meredith. That is Amanda's story. Now I'm going to tell you why I don't believe that. I don't believe that Amanda Knox went to the house on her own that morning and found the door open. This is exactly what I think happened. This is the the turn of events as I see it. This is my theory. It's about a page and a half long. Okay. So okay. Just but this is I what like I got. Okay. I'm ready. Amanda Knox went back to the apartment that morning by herself. The door was not open. She opened it. She closed it behind her. She went inside. She called out for her roommates and she didn't hear anybody. Then she started looking for her roommates. She goes into Laura's room. Laura's not there. She goes into Philomena's room. Philomena's not there. She goes into Meredith's room and Meredith's dead. I think the reason why she was going into her roommate's rooms is because she was alone, is because she was going to steal from them. And she stumbled upon a dead body in the commission of a theft. Okay. She had no, absolutely no reason to be in there. Mm -hmm. I think she panicked. I think she stepped in blood in the room and stepped on the pillowcase that was on the floor. I think she picked up the blanket herself and put it over Meredith because she could not handle it. In my mind, when she drops the duvet down, the bra clasp goes flying up into the air and over under the rug where they found it. She realizes that she's touched way too much and she's been in the room way too much. She locks the door and closes it behind her. She goes to the bathroom. She gets blood on the faucet. She washes her hands off. Her, the blood that is on her shoes has now tracked into the bathroom. She's furiously trying to wipe it up. She gets it onto her feet. She steps onto the bath mat and makes that footprint on the bath mat. She half showers if she can just to get the blood off of her. She dresses herself. She goes back to Raphael's and she acts like everything is fine but I'm really curious about where my roommates are because doesn't make sense to me, does not make any sense to me that you would be worried about where Meredith was. Who gives mm -hmm. a shit? You're mm -hmm. all, all over the place. Laura's going to Rome. Amanda's spending half of her time at Raphael's. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anywhere. There's no reason. There's no reason to wonder about it. There's no, there's no question there. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely no question there. Additionally, I don't understand uh, about the mop. 
So I read in one of her statements to her attorneys that the night before Raphael had broken a pipe in his apartment and didn't have a mop. This is her story. Mm -hmm. So the next morning when she goes back to the apartment, she takes the mop from her apartment and brings it to Raphael's. Mops never found. Mm. Okay. So for me, that's exactly what wipes up any extra evidence of Amanda Knox in the bathroom. Sure. Is she uses it and they, I don't, I have no idea where it went, but she disposes of it. It's gone. Every interview that I watch with Amanda Knox, every time she tells her story, I'm like, oh man, I just don't believe you. I just know that you're lying. Mm -hmm. She has Mm -hmm. these microaggressions with her face. She'll say no, she'll say no and nod her head. Yes. When she's saying yes, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yes. And and Quinny's it's because she's lying. Yeah. It's because she went into that room to steal from her roommate and she fucking found her dead. And everybody would judge Amanda Knox forever for the rest of time. If she admitted that that that's what she was about to fucking steal from her roommates. And on top of that, I will put to you that she got called out of work the night before. So she had no fucking money. Yeah. Okay. She had had no cash on her. Yeah. And she went home that morning for no other reason. What, What? Come on. You're spending all night smoking weed and having sex and reading Harry Potter to each other, but you can't shower at his house. Yeah. Also, in the, very in the weird. Ca- like in the camera footage of, of them making out outside the crime scene. Okay. I know what it looks like when you just blew out your hair, babe, and you did not just blow out your hair. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. It didn't happen. It did no. not happen. Yeah. That is not, I, I don't even know if that's washed hair, let alone blown out hair. No, forget mm-hmm. it. No. Okay. Yeah, that's very true. I don't, I, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to make the leap that she's a murderer. But I think the thing that has not sat with me this whole entire time is that she's just fucking lying about the circumstance. She's never I think that's a great, I think that's a great, really great theory. So you think think she broke the window? Really strong. You think she broke the window to make it look like a burglary? I don't think she broke the window. Okay. I don't even know if she saw the window. So where does the window come into play? I think think? that is a byproduct of the murder of Meredith the night before. I do. I, I do think Meredith was murdered by Rudy. I do think that they were in a regular sexual relationship Mm -hmm. and I think he killed her. I think he killed her and fled. I really do. Um, but I, I don't know if Amanda has anything to do with the window. Okay. And what about the knife? I can't explain the knife. Okay. I cannot explain the knife. Yeah, the fucking knife makes not a lot of sense at all. Okay. Okay. That's Quinny, all I've you? got, Quinnies. That's a very good theory. And I actually that's an excellent theory. It really makes me think, I will say. It's yeah. why she it's why she can't let it go. She cannot mm-hmm. let this go. She can't, it's it's intimately tied to her identity now. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's everything she's ever done yeah, has been after this point. And she can never should never be able to roll it back and tell us how it actually went. And, and that's, as a society, that's part of that is our fault. We, we forced her in front of the camera as soon as this happened. So she, I mean, she, she couldn't, um, she couldn't come clean. I'm ready. I'm so ready, Carly. I'm so ready. I do have a question. So 
You really think that she thinks it is better to hide the stumbled upon murder of her roommate and make it look like she is a suspect than to just cop to the fact that she may have been trying to steal some money from her. I think it is like it's gonna make I, her look bad either way. It's I gonna think, make her look bad either yeah, way. Yeah, but murder versus no, I know petty theft. I think that she sometimes you hear stories of people who find dead bodies or people who are like dying, like actively dying, and they just run away. Mm-hmm. They cannot handle it. They mm-hmm. they they're just like Mm-hmm. I know uh, when my grandfather died, we he was found, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I I took like a couple steps towards him, and I like the whole room started to spin, and I was just mm-hmm. like, whoa! I am seeing, you know, I'd never mm-hmm. been a, a part of anything like that. Um, sure. I do think it's a very natural, like, human reaction to just run in the opposite direction and be like, I I don't know, I'm too, you know, I'm too scared or whatever. And mm-hmm. for being a linguist linguistics major like I'm happy for her that's great but I do think that something was lost in translation in that interrogation I do think that there may have been an opportunity to talk about what she what the actual circumstances were and it never it by the time it got to her it was too forceful and aggressive and like you're a murderer whereas it could from a detective maybe who was speaking her native language, there could have been more nuance to it. Mm, like, okay. I just think she just, she just was like, I'm going to get blamed for a murder. I'm going to, I'm going to get blamed for a murder and I'm going to go to jail for life, which yeah. is a legitimate, it's legitimate. It is. Sure. Yes, it is. But you would think if they're so aggressive in the interrogation that that would break her to be like, oh my God, I just wanted to steal 10 bucks from her. And I, I don't know what happened. Like, I, I, I just saw her and well, I, her. I just wanted $10. Carly, Casey Anthony. I can't. Double down. I can't. Double down on that shit. Double down on that lie. No, it wasn't me. It was the babysitter. Oh, the babysitter that lives at this apartment that's been vacant for four months. Danny, actually, oh, actually, I don't work at Universal (laughs) Studios. I mean, it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But it, it, um, I feel like it happens. And it's a totally 20 years old thing to do, to be like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I yeah. ne- okay. no, it isn't. Like, I'm just, yeah. I'm just ignoring like the, like, <laughs> no, that's what you think. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. And it's not, it, it's totally not funny. I mean, poor Mary. No, it's not, Kircher. it's not. It's, it's not, not funny yeah, but- at all. No, but right. I, I, I really do think she didn't have it in her. I really do. I, I really do think Seriously, it was like the dog? shame, the shame of it. She didn't have it in her. I respect I th- you. I, sometimes I kind it of does. think like, this is why she is like so haunted today. Haunted. Mm, like I she mean, seems like a haunted yeah. person for sure. I agree with that. I don't fucking feel sorry for her. What do you think, Quinny? I think I don't fucking feel sorry for her at all. (laughs) No, I don't know. I'm very torn. I don't think that she freaking just straight up murdered her. Like, I just don't think, but I think that she was responsible. I think she has something to do with it. I think she knows more than what she says. I think they both do. I think, okay, 
as crazy as the media like portrayed it to be this like crazy like rampant sexual fucking like yeah. orgy thing yeah i there is a part of me that thinks i do think that maybe they were hot they were doing something sexually like they had sexual relationships going on like I think that there were like some sexual relationships going on between people in this house. Like, I think that it was like, you know, four guys, four girls. Like, it's like, I think that there were like relationships going on like between, between the houses. And like, I think that maybe like, you know, people were having sex with other people and like a lot of people were doing it together and maybe they were switching up partners and stuff. And so I think that's what it, why it explains like the DNA being all over the place, like Raphael's DNA being here, Amanda Knox's DNA being here, so on and so forth. What I kind of think happened is I think that maybe there was something going on between Raphael and Meredith possibly, or that mm-hmm. maybe Amanda thought that there was yeah. mm-hmm. or vice versa. And I think that, I'm thinking that Meredith might have had feelings for him and that or that even if she didn't, that maybe like, oh, because Raphael said like, oh, they cooked dinner together a couple of times. And like, so they were obviously like hanging out like as a trio, like prior to that. So I feel like there's a part of me that thinks that like maybe they were sexual, like maybe they had a threesome or something I you know or or experimented let's say and maybe something got hostile the environment got hostile somebody got jealous a fight started and I think that like something went down where Rudy comes into all of this Mm -hmm. he was like also a student he was like kind of like the guy that people said they saw around the house sometimes and like he was kind of like in the drug scene a little bit sometimes like people said they saw him like hanging out with like a sketch guy on the road or whatever but like no but like people saw him around and so I just feel like he was just kind of like in addition to like happened to be someone that was just like around the house at this time maybe he came over maybe he's a friend of one of the guys downstairs something like that and somehow him and Meredith had already kind of had a like like you said Quinny I think they already had like a a consensual relationship prior to that and Mm -hmm. I think something you know happened I think that it was him that did it 100% but I just think that like there's more to it she knows she fucking knows something she fucking knows something there is something that she knows same thing Quinny and exactly what you said when she she never made me feel as eerie as when whoever was interviewing her I can't remember if it was Diane Sawyer maybe yeah it's Diane Sawyer it's a great interview it's a great interview and she literally but she literally is like did you kill Meredith and she literally is like no and I was like whoa I fucking actually got a weird feeling when she did that Mm-hmm. Like I got a feeling over, like overcame me where I, for one minute I was like, whoa, not even that she like, oh, she did it. But it was just like, a, that did not feel right. Like it was like, a, she was hiding something 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super creepy. Super creepy too. In that interview when she's like, it could have been me with like yeah. no, no affect. Expression. Or, like, 
no. yeah. nothing. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and like how she opens it too, like with like this, like philosophical, almost like. like we got to get into that too, Quinnies. We really do. We like, gotta, we gotta talk about that because I'm just like, mm-mm. no, I'm like, like no, what? And it's like she's like talking like it could have been that you're really just like this, but really it's like, actually you're really just this, but people might not see you that way. They might mm-hmm. see, and I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> like I, I literally was screaming in my Turtle house. sunshine like, of the spotless mind starring like, Amanda Knox. What yes. the fuck is you're she talking all about? Day, every day. It's like, take a moment to, to just, we don't like, again, when this, when she started talking about Keith Raniere and Carly was like, who the fuck cares what Amanda Knox has to say anyway? Yeah. It's so true. (laughs) All the time. I'm like, who asked you that? Seriously. Oh, like, uh, oh no, she doesn't think that he's innocent. No, no, no. She did. She doesn't think that he's innocent. She oh, just right. wants to defend how he was treated by prosecutors and and law. I okay? can't. I can't. Uh, there's too many similarities between her and Casey Anthony mm-hmm. and Jody Arias. Yes. Okay. So because there's so many similarities, you can't tell me that she's an innocent person because they certainly aren't regardless of whether Casey Anthony was actually, you know, charged or not, or uh, found guilty, she's still guilty. She's still we guilty. all know it. Okay. Like, yeah, she doubles down like Casey Anthony does. I, you know, yeah, she's a liar. She's absolutely straight up a liar, up and down, all over the place, a liar, just like Casey Anthony. She's a weirdo, just like Jody Arias. She's mm-hmm. doing cartwheels and stretches in mm-hmm. the interrogation room, just like yeah. Jody Arias did. Yeah. Okay. While waiting, you know, to be to see if she's going to be held for murder. Like, oh yeah, they all nobody that she's does like cuckoo that. for cocoa puffs. Yeah. Like no normal innocent person does those things. Okay. Then the prison journal. Okay. Did oh, you read yeah. the prison journal? Oh, the prison yeah. journal. Yeah. I don't even know what to think about the prison journal because I literally am like, is she just insane or is it all? like a gone girl fake journal situation. Mm. I I think the latter. Yeah. I do. I th- I yeah. think it's just like literally a uh uh just she knew it was going to get leaked. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's in like perfect penmanship like so everybody can read everything she wrote. Yep. Like no. And then she goes on to say like Meredith was the most studious. She was so smart. She was such a good friend to me. She protected me and gave me yeah. advice. Which is I'm the young one. Like which is a crock of fucking shit because absolutely. anybody that you talk to 100% says that they weren't really the best of friends and that they yep. didn't really actually get along very well and that yep. they actually kind of had a little bit of issues yeah. like there was no major apparent beef or anything yeah because like- she was fucking stealing from her yeah exactly she was yeah. fucking stealing her shit i would honestly not be surprised if amanda knox wore that fucking bra that she passed away in and yeah. and fucking mm-hmm. threw it back in her room and you know what i mean like i, wow. I think she was 
fucking in there. Oh my god, that's so that makes a lot of that sense. That yeah. is why the DNA would be on the bra because she fucking One. wore it. She's 100. stealing. 100%. She's fucking stealing. Like she is, and I think you're right, Carly. Like Jodi Arias was fucking stealing shit. Like also, it's deviant behavior. Also, exactly. do you remember like in comparing them to them too? It's so funny that you say that because think about it too. Think about like Casey's obsession, like with her parents and like with her mother, and like mm-hmm. wanting to please them and like make them happy and like make them proud. And Amanda totally has that same kind of like wants her parents to think she's great and mm-hmm. perfect and awesome mm-hmm. and like I'm not the girl that fucks mad dudes I'm really the sweet right. girl that plays sports and like does good things mm-hmm. here's your fucking gas can <laughs> well like in the again in the journal it just it's so ridiculous because she's trying to portray herself as like this innocent sweet little girl just like Jody Arias with the dying of their hair back to brown wearing the glasses in the trial she's in her diary going like and then there was me the littlest one like (laughs) trying to be like I'm the kid sister that I everyone took care of me because I'm just so young and innocent I couldn't do anything wrong like Mm -hmm. no girl like they show the footage of like it looks like her friend is like videotaping her and they might have been like drinking or they're just having fun and being obnoxious or whatever but she's just so obnoxious and she is just such one of those girls that I would have absolutely hated to be at a party with like no go get out of here you're not welcome at my house like I don't care if it's a party you're so annoying you're not the little innocent one that married the smart suitings one's gonna protect out of anything like what is she protecting you from it does yeah it doesn't make any sense it's it's literally it's written so that other people will read it for sure yeah Exactly. It's all BS. I don't necessarily 100% believe she stabbed Meredith. She's dead. Like she killed her single-handedly. Definitely not. I think that there's um, certainly a lot. I, I just feel like the, like what Quinny said with like the sex stuff where there's smoke, there's fire. And I definitely think that that played a part in it in some way, shape or form. Like yeah. did like, just like Quinny said about, did she, did Meredith have a thing for Raphael? Did Amanda think that she did? Did Amanda think that Raphael had something for Meredith? Or right. like maybe they're just hanging out and they get along like normal people. And Amanda didn't like that because she was so obsessed with Raphael. Like, and like he was like with her too. Like they were very, you know, and very Raphael's close and obsessed, episodic with each other. Was on her fucking bra. Right. What so you unless on her bra. Unless, like Jocelyn said, Amanda wear- stole right. it and wore it. Yes. The only other thing would be that but something still, went on. Right. Yes. Between the two. You, doesn't it seem to you like it could be realistic yes. that she messed with Raphael Meredith? fucking amanda found out about it got pissed and was like yo Gwade, go fucking kill this bitch real quick right because she was boys. saying oh at the bar like i was so yes. popular because yes. i'm the american cute like, one yeah and she was like but in america it wasn't like that like back when america it wasn't like that but then she's in italy she's the prettiest girl ever i'm sorry have you been to italy every woman is gorgeous like what are you, yeah. what are you even talking about okay please seriously please goals <laughs> nice <laughs> goals 
that knife. <laughs> I can't get that knife out of my head. I know. The it's knife. hard to I explain that. Out of my head. The knife. Why is it at his house? I Why don't necessarily think that she Why? used it to stab her repeatedly, but there, like they said, there were nicks under her chin. Yes. chin. I wouldn't put it past Amanda to have had the knife to be tortured, threatening her, her torturing her, playing with her. Cause I yep. definitely think she would have played games with everybody yep. involved. She plays with everyone like a little cat and mouse situation. And either that went wrong. And then they had to like double down on that to make it look like a heinous burglary or murder or whatever. Yep. Or like you said, somehow get Rudy involved to make him either do it completely or finish the job Mm -hmm. well a lot of people i feel like have pointed out that it's pretty convenient that amanda knox tells the police that it was patrick kind of in that moment um because Mm -hmm. it gives rudy time time to to go out of there and exactly and that's exactly what he did whether she 100 percent did it or only did it you know 30 percent of the actual deed she's just She's just guilty. I'm sorry. She uh, she just had an alien themed wedding. No. Oh, you have are you no serious, idea. You, you, no. Uh, everybody, if you were at home listening to this podcast, uh, first of all, thank you so much. Secondly, <laughs> please go to Google and Google Amanda Knox alien wedi- wedding uh, because I'm you will right you not believe she. Uh, oh, it's really it's out of control. I got the wedding announcement right here. She's she's uh, married to a guy now named Christopher Robinson, who I just keep calling Christopher Robin. But <laughs> I uh, uh, the announcement read: No other pre singularity union produced as much cerebral em- empathic heat or blazed as brightly through the early 21st century data sphere as the joining of Amanda Marie Knox and Christopher Gerald Robinson. Uh, so what did I just hear? What they, even was um... They uh, published a book of poems together in 2019 mm-hmm. called I... The Cardio Tesseract. And uh, that's 15 bucks on Amazon, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to pick it up. Amanda Knox also has a podcast. Uh, It's called The Truth About True Crime, which jokes on you, Amanda, you can get that here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) At Straight Up Evil. (laughs) Uh, But she's in the the true crime podcasting game. So so get in the ring. Oh, also follow her on um, Instagram because apparently... Before she got married, she shared a picture of herself and it literally, the caption goes, I've locked myself in the craft room and I'm wearing my old prison uniform. Literally the same sweatshirt and sweatpants I lived in, in prison. Do you and she's see, like, like, do you, hey, like, oh. oh my God. What are you doing? Girls, girl? like it's her, it is her whole identity. It it's is. everything she's ever done. Like it's, it exactly. is, it's. This whole event, this whole horrific murder of her roommate, of Meredith Kircher, is the basis for Amanda Knox's entire identity. None of mm-hmm. us would um, 
necessarily know who she was or want to want to uh, read her book of poetry or want to follow her on Instagram or want to hear her make these kind of big soapboxy poetic statements. That's that really stuck out to me in the Netflix documentary, too. I'm like, what are you doing? We're not Seriously. this is not a fucking TED talk. Like we're it's talking right. about what exactly. happened to you. And it's also, if you want to get like if you want to get fucking technical about it, she claims to work for the Innocence Project. Okay, she does yeah. work for the Innocence Project. She works with the Innocence Project right. at times. Okay, right. and the Innocence Project. There's a difference that not only is the rate of wrongful incarceration in the United States staggering and unbelievable and the innocence project is a fantastic organization mm -hmm. for you to support if you can it is it, they do wonderful work but yes even they say on their website that the average person is wrong the average wrongfully incarcerated individual in america is in for an average of 8.7 years so i would say amanda you got off pretty fucking easy yeah. And it, um, you know, if, if, if the courts ruled in the end that that's the time she had to serve for slandering a guy who had no reason to be at that crime scene, who will probably never be able to escape that reputation right. that he now has. Yeah. Her, Poor thing. Then I, yeah. I, I don't know what she has to say about wrongful incarceration. I really don't. It, nobody wants to hear that shit. Like that beginning of the Diane Sawyer interview is just like, it's fucking awful. Okay. But also, I have to say, this is an unpopular opinion, possibly. <laughs> I hate poetry. Carly. <laughs> okay. Okay. So oh my God. I hate I'm it. So happy that you said this. Okay. First of all, thank you for your honesty. Okay. Because we really appreciate it. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with hating poetry. That's hate it. it. Personal preference. I love to read. I you love know reading. Who loves poetry? Serial killers. See? Okay. Love it. They do love I it. I can't. I can't. They love it. And the way that she talks in those moments is not dissimilar to a David Berkowitz. No, or I'm, the way I mean, she talked in those moments does not help her fucking situation or scenario nope. at all. Also, she looks quite a bit like Ted Bundy. Yes, something is not right with her in eyes. Her yeah. something face. In the eyes. It's her not, face. It's not right. Yeah. Okay. No. No. Regardless of how haunted she is from the whole situation, like because I agree she is. Anyone would be. I in my gut like you when you look at a person and you yes. see that particular look in their eyes like this yes. does there's not there's something wrong there she has it she has that look she has it also exactly I agree too I think that she really has been reamed and harassed and I really do um, also agree that like the media really haunted her and I really believe that she did go through some shit but exactly what else I think is so crazy is and so messed up is how she's always made it about herself. Yes, twenty four seven. Casey Anthony. Casey yep. Anthony. It's the narcissistic, like the narcissism, just comes through, and it's like, dude, you're not doing yourself any favors at all. And mm. if you look at wrongfully incarcerated individuals, like once they, if they're lucky enough to get out. They're fucking 
out that they, they, they don't They're want gone. anything to do yeah. with the right. media with the right. they, they don't want anything to do with it and yeah. you would think that given what's happened to amanda to Knox, her that would be, be that her way. take yeah but no and she's not no she just wants to be in that limelight all the time and that's like when a killer immerses himself in the search immerses himself in the yes. you know the God whole damn investigation it, God damn it. He's now still I'm doing oh, it. God, <laughs> now I'm so torn. This is why I was so psyched for this episode because it's it's unclear. Yeah. It is. Like it is. We could any one of us could be right and and we could all be wrong. Like we don't know. Do you think she'll come on the show and talk to us? Well, that? you know, you know, yeah, right. Probably Maybe if not. I step out. Maybe if I agree to not come. Hey, would you mind coming on the show with us? Carly won't be there. So. Yeah, right. I'm the one that like actually was mean to her. I don't think you were at all, Quinny. Um, well, Carly does think that no, she's but the knife a stone cold murderer. Also. Killer. And her poetry sucks. You know what else is weird too? And her poetry also sucks, yeah. You know, that's also the other thing, too, is that when they searched her house, too, they were like, oh, Amanda, do you have, like, 80 knives missing? And she was like, what? Like, what do you mean? And they were like, do you have any knives missing, like, from your drawer? I don't know, guys. And they're like, okay, Amanda, well, thank you so much for your help. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. You've been really helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, one month one later. More. Also, we just got to talk about real quick poor Raphael or not poor Raphael. Fuck him. Because either way, that dude's life is not right from now on. He, from then on, um, he seems... they're still in contact. Oh, yeah. They're they like, were. Friends. They were. Yeah, they're, they were still friends. After and they're like just chilling. And like, yeah. nah, dude. According to him, she made him lie and almost got like. He seems to me like a very, very sad man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like very visibly like what he's what has happened has very visibly taken a toll on him. Oh yeah. I wonder though if it's just a byproduct of like this fucking lady scares the shit out of me and like whatever like whatever she says at this Ghost. point at this point like i'll just yeah he's like sure, totally he's like scary american woman i would do as she says i will do whatever she tells me he spent six months in solitary they had him in solitary for six months like that is that's aggressive that is that's yeah. that's hardcore punishment that's fucked up um, I, I, I will, I am willing to admit that, but you know, in the Italian judicial system, <laughs> he, you are found, he was found, both of them were found not guilty because of insufficient evidence, yes. not because they are not guilty. Yes. Right. And right. they, that in America. Yes. Like in the, in the, in America, if you didn't have enough evidence, you just wouldn't go to trial. You just wouldn't get Mm -hmm. charged. But Mm -hmm. in Italy, it's the process is different. And so they were, they were essentially exonerated because they didn't have enough evidence, but like, that is not the same thing. Exactly. And it's very clear that they still think that they are 100%. Like it's still believed that they are responsible like yeah. totally 
Like for me, it all boils down to, I say this all the time, like where there's smoke, there's fire. Like, yes, they exonerated them twice because of lack of evidence, but they also convicted them twice. Yeah. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Yeah. They convicted them to begin with. You know what I mean? Like that means something. Exactly. Oh, this is crazy. All right. Listen, if you're thinking about studying abroad, just Just hit up Rafael Solicito. Just God, please don't, please do don't, not get it. Don't, don't get him involved because it seems please like leave him alone. We're going to at least kind of okay before he like. He, what were they together a week? They've been seeing each other yeah. a week, like literally. Like, do not, don't, don't look him up. You know what I mean? Don't, don't look him up. Oh my God! Also, if you're thinking about writing a poetry book, like go don't. for it, but I won't read it. Go for it, but Carly will not read it. Carly so, will not be reading it. It will not be on my newsletter of um, strange people recommend. Like, yeah, it's definitely not. not. <laughs> definitely not. Um, yeah. Well, hey, you know, hashtag justice for Meredith Kircher. Yes. Somebody needs that, that family. Uh, her father was killed this year in a hit and run. Yes. Oh my God. And that is also unsolved. Yes. Oh. So uh, let let's um let's charge somebody, all right? Yes. Because please. Um, I know we've done that before. We've been down that road, but you know we didn't been down that road. We didn't been down that road, but she she deserves it. You know, I I how terrifying is that to so know that you, you can be killed in your own apartment overseas, mm-hmm. um and and there's no justice for her and her family. Um, her poor mother. Yeah. Okay, Queenies. Okay, Beanies. Bye, Queenies. Bye. Bye, Queenies. Love you.